Towards the end of the festive derbies, we speak to a Wales international at each of the four regions in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. It's two out of three so far, but it's the third round of Welsh derbies this weekend and the chance to catch up with some Wales internationals for an update from all four regions. We'll start with Wales and Lions centre Jonathan Davis, someone who's been getting back to his best for Wales and the Scarlets. Since coming back from the injury, it's probably been a bit staggered in my game time. But, you know, it, it's my work ethic hasn't changed. You know, I feel like I, my body's in a good place now. And it's, for me, it's just getting that confidence back and making sure that I do the simple things well and slowly build my game around that. You know, I don't want to be forcing it too hard, too quick. But now it's time for me to make sure that um, I stick my hand up for the Scarlets. You know, competition is good. And I want to build on that and, you know, test myself and... With the game on the Saturday uh, against the Blues and European games, hopefully, um, it's a test for me to um, get back to where I want to be. So yeah, I think it's it's been frustrating for me personally, but you know, it's something that rugby is challenging at all times, and it's how I uh, react to it really. And hopefully, I can come out the other end and be in a good place. Unfortunately, you've had a bit of experience coming back from long-term injuries. How have the last two three months compared for you? compared to the previous occasions? It's much of a muchness, really. I think sometimes you get expectations when you come back from a long-term injury that you're going to be back to where you were before the injury. And you have to manage that expectation when you come back fully fit. Until you get into a few games, you probably don't have that 100% confidence in yourself because you're just testing almost the water, which is it's, it's hard to get over. But, you know, I've, I've enjoyed just being back on the field. I think last year being away that the... You know, the environment here at the Scarlet is brilliant. And when you're injured, you're almost away from it and you don't get a taste of it. And being in the middle of this with the group that we have, it's excellent. And um, I've loved coming to work and um, it's been a lot of fun. I'm enjoying being a part of it. So, yeah, for me, it's just probably managing expectations because you want to be at the level that you feel that you can produce. But sometimes it just you don't get the opportunity, whether that be in not fully over your injury or opportunities not coming your way. You came back just before the international series at a slightly strange time during that, even a run out at 12. Is this block of games over Christmas and and Europe, is this what you really need to get back to your best form? I hope so. You know, I think um, obviously we got the derby to finish off our Christmas block and then two Europeans, hopefully. So, you know, if I can hopefully uh, string three performances together and uh, get some game time on the field, I'm pretty confident the way I feel in training that um, that'll be good for me. And I, I, you know, hopefully those in those being involved in those games, I can worthy performances to you know for my place and um, victories. Really, I think you know we're, we're looking at finishing well in, in the derbies and you know kicking on in Europe because we're in a good position at all. So yeah, it, for me, it's important to knuckle down now and make sure that I'm doing everything I can to get the performances on the field. We know the players love these fixtures as, as much as anyone. You know the importance of managing your time as well. Is it difficult to hold yourself back and not wanting to play in every game at this time of year? As a player, you want to play as much as you can. And I think when you have a long period away from the game as well, you cherish even more the time on the field. But you've got to make sure you look after your body. Essentially, it's your asset. And then it's been good that the coaching staff here have, um, you know, they're trying to look after the boys, making sure that we're, we're not... Um, burning the candle at both ends, essentially. Um, it's good. It's, a, it's pretty confident here at the moment. We're in a good place and we're, we're enjoying it, which is, which is the main thing, really. 
Go on, if I can just ask about Johnny Williams. I know you haven't played with him too much, um, but a lot of people excited to see you guys pair up together again, possibly for Wales and the Scarlets moving forward. What have you made of, of Johnny since he's arrived uh, in the camp? He's got a huge amount of confidence. He's very strong with the ball in hand and he has a great offloading game. So what's great about him is he's willing to work. He works extremely hard on his individual skills and you know, he wants to improve. He wants to play at the highest level and um, credit to him. He's been um, you know, excellent since he's come into the Scarlets and I think that's shown in his performances leading up to the autumn before he picked up that knock. You know, I think he was excellent. He was growing in confidence and stature, you know, and Hopefully now for the Scarlets, we can get a partnership going. We haven't played much together, but yeah, you know, he's, he's worked hard to get back fit. Yeah, similar to your old partner, Hadley Parks, or, is it, or are there differences in their games? Different accents. Uh, <laughs> but no, they, they, you know, they're both big physical men. They do the simple things well. Johnny has probably got a lot less experience than uh, Hadley had, but the way Johnny applies himself in the week and work extremely hard. I think it's, it is like Parksy. they both got great work ethics and, um, you know, I'm looking forward to um, playing with him. So, you know, it's, um, he's got a bit of X factor, which is, um, hopefully he can um, showcase that. And there are a few good centres around in Wales at the moment, so a few combinations which could be pretty exciting. Another player who's also pretty exciting with ball in hand is Dragons and Wales back rower Aaron Wainwright, who's been playing more at number eight recently. So, how's he been enjoying the derbies? Yeah, good. Um, nice to get a couple of games. Nice to be involved in the derbies. They're always uh, close, intense games. So, yeah, body's holding up pretty well. So, ready to go on uh, on the weekend. From a personal point of view, we've seen you play all across the back row. How are you enjoying number eight at the moment? Yeah, enjoying it. Nice to get the ball at the back of the scrum and have a couple of runs there. But wherever I'm um, picked to play, trying to do my best and, and I'm happy to play there. Spoke to Wayne and, and that's where he sees me playing at number eight. So just trying to do my best to get as many involvements there as possible when I'm at the Dragons. And then hopefully when I'm, if I'm in camp or when I'm in camp, trying to get the chance to play at number eight and, and show what I can do. There's a bit of crossover naturally, isn't there, between the roles. What have you had to do differently playing more at eight? Um, I guess just controlling a bit more at the back of the scrum, that relationship between eight and nine, um, understanding what they want from me and what I can give them. So if if the scrum's in a bit of trouble, just a bit of release for pressure for them and and just that control at the base. But other than that, around the park, not much really changes for me. Just trying to get my, my game going. So yeah, it's normally it's just the scrum stuff that's the difference, really. You referred to that conversation you had with Wayne, which is interesting. And he talked about it himself, where he saw you playing. How did he explain it to you in terms of why he saw eight as more the way forward? Because, you know, you, you had gone so well at six four wheels previously to that. For him, he wants his six to be um, a big physical, defensive, prominent figure. Um, and he sees me more of um, coming off the base as a number eight with my footwork and speed. That was his thinking behind it. And... From what he said to me, I, I can see where see where he's coming from, and and if I fit into his game plan in that sense, I'm more than happy to to play at number eight, and I think it'll suit me quite well. Was that kind of midway through the autumn campaign or before it? He'd had conversations with me before and it expressed that that's where he thought I could be playing and I could be playing well there. I played at six in the Six Nations and then a, a little bit more in the, in the autumn, and then the. Georgia game, played number eight there, uh, went quite well. So 
like I said, wherever he wants me to play or wherever I come into his plans, I'm, I'm happy to to play there. Um, it's just about where I'm playing my best rugby and, and where I fit in. When you were at Cardiff Met and, and prior to that, you know, playing club rugby, Newport area, where did you feel most comfortable starting off playing rugby? What came most naturally to you? At Cardiff Met, I played six mostly. I had quite a strong back row there. And then coming through for the from the Dragons, then I slotted in at open side a bit. But breakdown area isn't something that I'm naturally strong at. So I think blind side was where I slotted in best and I just carried on developing from there. But for me now, if Wayne's seen me as a, as a number eight, for me to hone in on those skills at the back of the scrum and make sure I'm getting better in that area, just trying to impress and, and play well there is something I'll be looking to do. And typically, as soon as you move there, Faletto brings back to his very best form. You can make it up, could you? Yeah, I know. Very well <laughs> against Italy, and he's been playing very well for Bath. So hopefully, if I get the chance to, to go into camp again, be a nice, nice bit of competition there, and, and hopefully we can push each other. 2019 was you know, such a big year for you. So much happened. And 2020 was such a disrupted and strange year for everyone. How do you look back on it now? And perhaps... A better question, how do you look forward to 2021? It's a good question. Yeah, 2020, I think, didn't find um, sort of the form I had in, in 2019 through the World Cup. As you said, disrupted. I think the body was a bit tired at the start of 2020, that, that Six Nations I didn't play my best rugby. But coming back now, feel quite good, energetic, finding form again, I think. So for me now, it's just about pushing on and, and trying to find that form of 2019 again and, and getting back to what I was doing well before trying to hone in on my skills at number eight and carry on and trying to impress in that area. I'm wondering if you set any targets for 2021 or in the uh, current circumstances, is that not the sort of thing you do? I suppose it is quite hard. Obviously, you always have your own personal goals and what you want to achieve. Probably trying to pick up on the, on the form I had in 2019 and get back to where I was playing then uh, and continue what I'm doing. Every time you're selected um, for an international camp or a campaign, it's a massive achievement. So that's definitely going to be a target for me this year is getting selected for the Six Nations squad, first and foremost, and, and then see where I go from there. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Another Wales back row who's been playing a bit more at number eight is Sam Cross. He's enjoying the new coaching regime at the Ospreys under head coach Toby Booth. They come in, they challenge me, and I think that I, I've definitely become a better player since they, they have come in. And I know what they want from me, and it's clear what they want from the boys. What's the minimum standard with that Ospreys jersey? And then what extra can you bring when you're on there? You're going out on the field again, you know exactly what you need to bring for the team. And I think we're playing a, a good style of rugby as well. We score drives with dominant in our, in our forward pack and our set piece. And we're in a good place. We were talking to Aaron Wainwright earlier in the week, and obviously he's been playing at eight as well. What is it about the game at the moment that coaches are looking to put faster, more skillful players at eight and move the back row around? This seems to be a, a common feature. Why the change? I don't think there's back rowers. I think you've got a, you have a skill set, and I don't really think my game changes that much. If it's six, seven, or eight, at eight, maybe you get a bit more time with the ball in hand. Uh, like last week, I was in the backfield, you get them touches on carrying the ball back, a bit more space. You get that opportunity to pick up from the base and quicker guys. It's, it suits you to, to get up and try and beat the sort of the flanker and get the gay team going forward. And with that sort of my game, the, the speed and that sort of sense, and sort of more. 
of an attacking game, it's, yeah, I think maybe it might suit that. Is it as simple as being nice to get a bit of space every now and then, albeit with pretty well-organised defences? Uh, yeah, definitely. In the backfield, it's almost like being back in seven days. You get uh, you look up and you've got a bit of space in front of you and uh, sort of picking lines of running and at angles and things like that. And yeah, it's, it's nice to get ball in hand and in space. But is there a difference around the edges, a different skill set, one area you have to concentrate on differently to others? Um, yeah, maybe... maybe uh, at eight, you're sort of seen as more of a, a ball carrier, and that's in my mind thinking, all right, this is my job to get a team going forward, and that's my role, and yeah, you stick there. Whereas uh, as a seven, maybe you're, you're looking more to get the ball back for your team, and then working on the edge and that angles of running and things like that, and there's touches on the on the edge of the field. And you talked about your feeling your best form under Toby at the moment. Is there a feeling that the Ospreys are, have made a big step forward? Yeah, definitely. I think he's installed a confidence in us, of us knowing what we can do when we're at our best. And it doesn't matter who we're playing, that we're always looking at ourselves and what, what we can do. And the confidence of him and Brock have in us is definitely reflecting in the way we play and the way we train. Is There's a buzz you when you come in in the morning and boys have a coffee. It's, it's, that, it's starting to get back to that buzz around the place at St. Helens or wherever we're at and it can only be positive on the field then when things are good off it. What do you feel, Sam, you have to do to add to your cap tally? Just doing what I do best. I've probably in the past thought too much about my game and what extra I can do or what other people are doing instead of concentrating on sort of what my strengths are and playing to my strengths. And I think, yeah, sticking to what I do best. I like to get my hands on the ball. I like to carry. I like to get on the edge. I like to get space. Uh, that sort of offloading game and my sort of what suits my skill set. Do you look back three years and think, you know, to that incredible sort of couple of weeks, really, when you were called from nowhere and you played for Wales? Do you look back and you think even now, wow, you know, did that happen almost with disbelief? Uh, yeah, it was uh, coming straight from the sevens, going up to sort of uh, Champions Cup game at Saris. I had much involvement, well, and played for the Ospreys before going up as sort of travel reserve and then ending up uh, starting against the European champions away from home is a bit of a, a whirlwind, really. But I'm confident in my ability. I'm confident in my ability back then and what I could do. I had a good game that game, but I think probably I played better rugby towards the tail end of that season. Opportunities come through injuries that time and that time I was in the squad and maybe at the end of the season I felt I was playing better. I, I wasn't in the squad and... It's about what I can do, what I can bring to the Ospreys, and the rest sort of looks after itself, really. But that Saracens game was incredible, wasn't it? Out of nowhere. I mean, you came to the party, you sort of played on the flank, and then at the last minute, actually, and you also played on the wing. Yeah. 14 ball carries, 14 tackles, a try from the wing. That must have been, you know, one of the most amazing games of your life. Yeah, maybe I should mention to Toby about that uh, stint on the wing. <laughs> There's not much competition on the wing at the Ospreys at the moment. <laughs> it was pretty surreal for me. Like you, you're on the seven circuit, and you're always watching the 15 aside game and like big Champions Cup games. Teams like Saris, uh, how good they are, and how efficient they are, and then actually having the opportunity to go up there and start the game in Europe was massive. And I was used to 14 minute games at the time, so the 80 was a bit of a shock. Uh, I think after that try on the wing, I'm sort of stumbling back on the field because uh, we'd run out the subs as well. We'd end up, I think a loose head had gone on the flank for me and I'd moved to the wings. We were we were pretty short that night as well. But yeah, it was a fun, like another fantastic sort of European night with the Ospreys. Some good memories there. It's been a week of change at Cardiff Blues, of course. John Marverhill leaving with Di Young coming in as interim director of rugby. So what's this week been like for the players? 
Here's scrum half Lloyd Williams. To be honest, it's been very similar to the last few weeks. Um, we've trained twice this week because of the whole COVID testing protocols, but in terms of training content, it's been exactly the same. And the only difference is uh, we're playing the Scarlets, not the Ospreys. It's probably quite good as the Scarlets because from a playing point of view, you've obviously all got personal reasons to focus on that. Yeah, well, um, talking from a player's perspective, um, it's just another Christmas derby and a big game. So we haven't really, nothing else really be on the line. And we haven't had a great deal of time together over the last few weeks. So training's real short and sharp and these games are big to us as a club. So for the club and for us as players, because we've been underperforming. You've had a few coaches of the Blues now and been through a, a few departures. How does not having a coach there this week then? It's been very similar to other weeks. The coaching staff out there, Richie, Reese, Hodges and Tom Smith kind of take the day-to-day runnings of sessions anyway. So there hasn't been a great, great deal of difference on the field. And like I said, we haven't had a great deal of time together of late because of the whole COVID protocols and the way we're doing it as a club. So it's been pretty short and sharp and trying to get as well as much as we can in, in a short space of time, really. Lloyd, were you surprised by the correspondence on Monday? Yeah, we just as it stands, the players have got a job to do and we'll be taking the field Saturday. So probably selfishly, I'm worried about me and the team, really. I'd, I've got to kind of park things like that for now. And in terms of players, how much responsibility do players take for results and what's happened the last few years? Because you've been through some ups and downs. How much responsibility do the players take as opposed to the, sometimes the coaches have to take more responsibility? But how much is on as you as a playing squad? Uh, well, I guess when we get a period of um, a break, really, we'll have time to reflect. And it's probably the first thing you do as a player immediately after finishing a game and um, is reflect on your own personal performance. And, you know, in time, we'll have a chance to reflect as a team. But um, the games come so quick and fast and finish the game Saturday, you're back in training Monday. So things pick up pace and there's no real time to dwell on things. But there will be a chance to reflect. And ultimately, uh, we are on the field. So um, that's the shot window, I guess. If you look at the season now, would you expect it to win more games than you have? Yeah, I think we're underachieving, yeah. yeah I think that's honest appraisal of us as the Blues. I look at us as a squad and, uh, yeah, I think we should be doing better. But there's not one sole reason for that. There's a culmination of things. And ultimately, like I said, us as players are on the field and you know we're responsible for things that happen and, and results, I guess. So good luck to all four teams this weekend as they also prepare to return to European competition the following week. Until next week, Happy New Year from everyone at the Welsh Rugby Union. Goodbye and stay safe.